make a joyful noise unto him. That's what the Bible declares. But him has a name and his name is above every name that at the mention of his name, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. There is healing in his name. There is salvation in his name. And that name is Jesus. Hello, Total Life family and friends. We welcome you to our broadcast. We are honored that you've tuned in. You could have tuned into any other station, but thank you in these perilous times for allowing Total Life to be part of your life today. We pray that while we are apart, this will sustain you until we meet again. As always, remember, we love you to life. Now let's tune in and listen to today's sermon. God bless you. We love you to life. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, TLR. This is Pastor Justin Holder, and I'm on staff at Total Life and serve as one of our executive pastors. On behalf of our pastors, Kente and Nikita Cowan, I welcome you to today's encouraging word. Wow, what a time that we are living in. There isn't a single one of us that hasn't been impacted in some sort of way in the past two weeks. Literally, everything that we have ever known has been completely turned upside down. Well, on today's podcast, I want to bring a short message on how to deal with these times and the challenges that all of us are facing. So let me just ask you a question, even though I can't hear your responses. How many of you have been dealing with some worry, fear, or just simply uncertainty in the past few weeks? I think all of us would be lying if we say that we haven't had some sort of uncertainty. Maybe it was something as simple as being able to get groceries for your family, or maybe it is something more serious as losing your job or even getting sick in the midst of a global pandemic. No matter what it is, we need to be reminded of God's word in the midst of a storm. I want to spend the next few minutes speaking to you on this subject, canceling doubt, worry, and fear in times of uncertainty. Now, if you have your Bibles with you at this moment, or you are taking notes, we will be looking at scripture from Matthew 11, John 20, and Hebrews 11. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, and this is in the New Century Version, we read Jesus' words, Come to me, all of you who are tired and have heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Accept my teaching and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your lives. The teaching that I ask you to accept is easy. The load I give you to carry is light. Do you feel the peace of God overwhelm you when you hear these words from Jesus? Does it not make you just breathe a giant sigh of relief? When you hear these words from Jesus, it literally just makes everything that you've dealt with in this past week just fade into a distant memory. You see, God never intended us to live in constant anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, or even frustration. I'm not saying that God told us that we would live in perfection, but I am telling you that he promised us we would live in peace and freedom. In fact, 
I know this may seem kind of strange, but I want you to repeat this after me. God's will for my life is for me to live in peace and freedom. Let me say that again. God's will for my life is for me to live in peace and freedom. And now I want you to say it like you mean it. Even if your household that you're quarantined with thinks you're crazy right now. So in other words, God has never intended you to live your life burdened or loaded down. In fact, I'll take it even a step further. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 tells us that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And I could go on. Think about it like this, and this is worth writing down, I promise you. It is rare to see royalty carrying heavy loads. I mean, think about it. You never see royalty in our world now or even in the past carrying many loads. Most of the time they had someone doing it for them. And for us as followers of Jesus, he's already carried our load. He's already taken our load and nailed it to the cross. So it is rare to see royalty carrying heavy loads. So as followers of Jesus, as children of the Most High, we should not carry any loads. So I know that these past few weeks have probably been some of the most trying times that any of us have ever faced in our lifetime. And I know the feelings and concerns that have probably been trying to creep up into your life. I would be lying if I said that they haven't been trying to creep into mine. But I've had to apply the very things that I am going to be teaching you today. So I want to take a deeper look at these things. Let's talk about doubt. How many of you have ever doubted? Doubt can be a serious problem, can't it? Every one of us have dealt with doubt at some time or another. But when it really becomes a problem is when we start to carry doubt around as if it's something we are supposed to have. You see, doubt is defined as a feeling of uncertainty. In fact, it means to question the truth of. Wow, I would say that our world is filled with a lot of doubt right now, isn't it? Well, you see, we aren't alone in our feelings of doubt. In fact, one of Jesus' own disciples had the same exact problem. In John chapter 20, verse 24 in the New Living Translation it says this, one of the twelve disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Now let's be honest with ourselves. How many of you have felt like Thomas before? You're one of those, I won't believe it unless I see it type people. And let's just be honest, in the times we're living in right now, it's easy to fall into the trap of doubt. 
But I want you to keep Thomas in mind as we look at these next two things, worry and fear. You see, worry and fear are actually rooted in and a result of doubt. Worry is defined as to give away, or excuse me, to give way to anxiety or unease. To allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Now let's just be honest, in today's times, everywhere we turn, we are being bombarded with difficulties, troubles, trials. You see, fear, fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. Now I want to show you something about these three words, doubt, worry, and fear. But before I do, let's read one more scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in the New International Version says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Catch that right there. Let me ask you something. Have you ever thought about this? What is the opposite of faith? Almost everyone you would ask that question to would probably say the opposite of faith is doubt. But the opposite of faith is not doubt. It is sight. If it requires our sight, then it does not require our faith. So check this out, TLR. If you've ever dealt with doubt, with worry, or with fear, then I want you to press in and listen to this. Doubt usually rises up when we begin to look or see the situations that we are facing. Excuse me. When we begin to look at or see the situations that we are facing. When we begin to see the things that are in front of us or that are around us. When we begin to focus on our problems. Notice that. Focus on our problems. Many of you have heard me teach before that what we focus on is where we where we tend to um, win at or lose at. It depends on where our focus is and what we're focusing on. And right now, as I said, it's hard not to focus on all the things going on around us. But get this, doubt begins to well up in us when all we can do is see our current situation or our current circumstances. Here's the problem. You see, we have no problem acting in faith when things are good. But the moment things begin to turn bad, faith begins to wear away and give way to doubt. Doubt is looking at my problem or problems. Faith is looking to the problem solver. Can I get an amen? Many of us are walking in doubt because we have allowed what we see to dictate how we live. I hope this is setting in with you tonight. Let's take it a step further. Worry. Worry comes from what we see and what we see. Now you can't see my hands right now, but many of you who have heard me teach before know that I use a lot of illustrations and I talk a lot with my hands. But let me say that again. Worry comes from what we see and what we see in quotations. 
How many of you know that we can work ourselves up over something that hasn't even happened yet? Come on now. How many of you have been Googling symptoms this week because you've been fighting allergies? You can't walk outside right now without turning yellow. Do you know why we do that? Because even if you haven't seen it in the physical, you've already seen it, again in quotations, in the mental. Our minds are powerful, and when used in the wrong capacity, they can cause feelings in us that directly contradict our faith. You see, worrying is allowing your mind to create pictures of circumstances and situations that might not have even happened yet, but yet you are living your life and making decisions based on things that haven't even become a reality. Now finally, let's talk about fear. Fear is another reaction to an alleged or assumed threat to us. It also lies in the area of our lives that reacts to the things we have seen or the things that we have seen with our mind. You ever begin to think of something that could happen to you? And all of a sudden you find yourself worrying about it. And then the next thing you know, you are living in a state of fear. Maybe that's where you are today. Let's just be honest. Fear has gripped the world over the past few weeks. Fear has taken a place in everyone's mind. If we're not careful, it will creep into our mind, the church. So I want to kind of sum things up today with this. And I want to give you a simple yet powerful antidote from the word that I pray will change your perspective today. Now remember I said keep in mind Thomas in Matthew chapter 11. Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. He also said to him in the prior verse, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. All right. Are you ready for an illustration that will cancel out all doubt, worry, and fear? Here it is. Faithless. F-A-I-T-H-L-E-S-S equals fear full f-e-a-r-f-u-l-l at the moment you are low on faith you will be in a place full of fear now don't get me wrong i actually seen a great message tonight said that just because you feel fear does not mean you have to give in to it in other words Fear can be all around us, and we can experience what's going on around us. Don't be naive to what's happening. But just because it's all around us does not mean it has to fill our mind. It does not have to fill our lives. We do not have to operate in a spirit of fear. Because the moment we allow our focus to go towards the fear, all of a sudden what we see... And what we see in our mind 
begins to diminish our faith. Where on the other hand, here it is, don't miss this. Faithful, F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L-L equals fearless. Faithful equals fearless. Here are the questions we need to be asking ourselves. In the midst of this global pandemic, in the middle of a lot of uncertainty, how much do we really trust Jesus? How much are we filling our minds with the word instead of the news of the world? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't be informed. But don't allow your mind to go to a place that you dwell on all the information around us. Get into the word of God. Get into your times of prayer. Look, we've all been quarantined. We're all socially distancing. We're staying away from each other. But I truly believe that God has given us a time for us to really focus in on him. Am I thankful for each of us? Am I thankful for his church? Absolutely. I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, I honestly believe that his church will be strengthened through this. That we will come together stronger because of what he's doing in us at this time, in this moment. I pray that you are seeking him like never before. I pray that you are worshiping him like never before. I pray that you are reading and studying his word like never before. May it become more alive and active to you than it ever has before. You see, we may not be able to trust the latest scientific research or the latest numbers being displayed all over television and social media, but I can tell you one thing. We can trust the Word of God. Church, there has never been a better time than now to show this world where our hope comes from. Our hope, our peace, our joy, our life is found in Jesus. Let's show this world what a person filled with faith looks like. Let's show this world that even in the midst of fear all around us, we can still operate by faith. Church, I pray you have a blessed day and that this word will transform your life in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you to life, TLR. Have a great and blessed week. Thank you so much for listening to our broadcast today. We're so thankful that God has given us another opportunity to share his word and his gospel with the people of our great community. But before we end, we would be remiss if we did not give people an opportunity to give their life to Christ. If you were listening to that message and something was tugging on your heart, that was the Holy Spirit. Today can be your day to accept Christ into your life. So no matter where you are, if you're driving in your car, you're sitting in your living room, we want to go ahead and say the sinner's prayer with you. So the Bible tells us that in order to be saved, all you have to do is to confess with your heart. I mean, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on a cross just for you. 
and that he rose on a third day with all power in his hands. So we're going to pray the sinner's prayer with you. And the funny thing is people think that, oh, I've got to be in a church to actually be saved. No, that's not true. You can be anywhere and accept Christ. So if you're listening and you need to accept Jesus Christ, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I need you. I am humbly calling out to you. I am so tired of doing things my way. Lord, help me to start doing things your way. I ask you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Lord, fill this emptiness in me with your Holy Spirit and make me whole. Lord, help me to trust you. Help me to love you. Help me to live just for you, oh God. And so, Lord, right now, I confess with my mouth that your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross just for me. And Lord, on that third day, he rose again with all power and might in his hands so that I could be set free. So right now, I believe and I receive every blessing that you have for me right now, oh God. I am saved. I am delivered. I am set free never to go back to the way that I used to be, oh God, but moving forward in you. This in your name we do pray. Amen. If you said that prayer with us, my brother, my sister, you are saved. You are part of the divine family of God. That means that you are joint heir with Christ. And that is reason to celebrate. So we celebrate you today. Thank you for making one of the biggest, best decisions of your life. Because being apart with Jesus is absolutely amazing. It is wonderful. And we are thankful. We celebrate you. And also, we'd like to end with just prayer for everybody right now. Lord, right now, bless the hearer of this word. Keep them safe. Keep them healthy. Keep them whole right now in the name of Jesus. God, whatever it is that they're struggling with, whatever it is that they're dealing with right now, we pray that you would begin to just minister to their heart, oh God that you would begin to speak to them in the way that you know how, oh God, to them specifically, God. Lord, strengthen their life around you, God. Help them to have an intimate, personal relationship with you. Not just today, not just some of the time, but all day, every day, God. And Lord, let them know that they are never alone for that you are with them. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much. We praise your holy name. We give you glory and we give you honor. This in your precious name, we do pray, oh God. Amen. Have an amazing day. We love you to life.